Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, Brother John. How are you? Ah, hanging. Oh, that's uh, usually say I'm doing well. Oh, well, that's that's an upgrade. That's better than hanging in there. Yeah, that is. That, that I would have to say so. Hey, if you're if you're new and you've never heard the show before, this is the Bro Show, and we are actual brothers. I'm Jerry. I'm John. There you go. And we talk about four things, and I would like to think they're interesting and fascinating. You, you need to stick around to hear what they are. But uh, I'll let, yeah, I'll let you decide. I'll let you decide. Which t-shirt are you wearing, John? Actually, I have on. I dug, dug deep into my Bro Show t-shirt drawer and picked Season of the Bear. Oh, that's those that's were the days. Those were yeah. the days. Yeah, yeah, the one with the bear driving a car. Yep. Yeah, yeah I figure it's before the summer hits hard. I got this three quarter sleeve season yeah. of the bear shirt. Might be your That's, last opportunity to wear it. Yeah, well, yeah. Is it warming up there? Yeah, it's forty five right now, but it's going to get up to eighty. But I figure for this morning it'll be nice. Yeah, we're we're warming up. We, mm-hmm. We've had rain for three days, which is pretty unusual. So. We could use it. Southern yeah, California. we're hot and humid, hot and humid here. Okay, so uh, I am wearing... Yeah, what are you wearing? I'm wearing a Bro Show t-shirt also. I usually they, wear the sponsor t-shirt. Okay, but today I'm From wearing, the top up, okay, let's not get down too low here. <laughs> How low can you go? Huh? Uh, no, not very low. <laughs> There's a vacancy. Oh. Yeah. So, uh Yeah. Bro Show T-shirts, season of the ox, our current season. It is, yeah, and yeah. What a season! Mm. Yeah. Well, the I live here two T-shirt that is uh, an ecologically slanted T-shirt that has a picture mm-hmm. of a wolf that says "I live here too." That's the T-shirt this week that we're that's sponsoring us. Yeah, and uh, you go to Bonfire to buy that, and all the all the profits and then some goes to. Center for Humans and Nature. Oh, I got. I see. Last a couple weeks ago, you got. Hey, listen. I got it. Even it was all even up. We evened up on. I thought you were setting me up to say it, and I didn't realize you were doing better. Let's do it again. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, it's the I Live Here T-shirt, and all of the profits and then some goes to Center for Humans and Nature, my employer, which Uh, is yeah, which is the. A, a conflict uh, of interest. <laughs> it is a conflict of interest, uh, but I'm willing to live with it because I feel my I, my moral, moral scruples. That's getting way too low. <laughs> yeah, that's you don't want to go there. <laughs> scruples need cleaning, you know, every once in a while. Yeah. Okay. So, Center for Humans and Nature. It's a it's an environmental think tank, and uh, they do they do wonderful work out yeah, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and they're not in the tank though. <laughs> no, 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 no. They they yeah. left the tank. Uh, yeah, they left the tank several days ago. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. <laughs> oh gosh, are you ready for an ox story? Oh, listen, I, I you know we just keep on every week. We come yeah. up with a story. This is a little historic. Come up. You with know, it's a, not much effort either. It's not that hard. 
No, it's it's a little more they're than there. just Googling ox or oxen, but they're, they're oh, out there just waiting yeah, to be found. Are. Yeah, I'm, I'm stunned. I thought when we did this, I thought, man, you know, the graphics are really great for whatever. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the graphics are great, but are we going to be able to find 26 stories, which is what a season is, 26 yeah. episodes? Let's go. What do you got? Well, the thing is that we, we, we're diving a little bit into the personality of oxen. And we came up with some historic figures in that regard. A pair of ox, Cy and Don, um, reside in New Hampshire, or did. Um, and I think the key here is that the owner and the what they call Teamster, the one that rides herd over these wonderful animals, Les Pardon. There's a, uh, a publication called the Small Farmer's Journal. It gives a really nice story that was put out many years ago. Um, about this wonderful pair of ox. And I'll tell you, you learn, I think the thing that I really got out of this was the fact that most of the work that these ox did, oxen did, was where they weren't even, you know, like on a, a, attached to a wagon hauling something, but it was done based upon a drag and the, 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 the teamster, as they're called, uh, was right there beside the ox, kind of leading them. And so it requires the oxen to really kind of know what they are doing. They're not being directed that uh, closely. Um, mm. So I thought mm. that was part of the story. Like, But these are beautiful animals. Uh, uh, there's a color picture of them in the red. Cy uh, and Don, this is a story that probably takes place. Uh, Les bought the farm in 1960, so it's, it's a 60-70 story. But beautiful animals, wow. uh, and there's a lot about the form, the type, the breed. It's a Durham breed of ox which is considered to be one of the the the, the key prime breeds of, of ox that comes all the way from from england and wow. uh, they so have the, they have the horns that face forward right the horns face forward i think there's a lot as as you take a look at farm animals we know that is if you're going to buy an animal there are certain characteristics yeah so their facial features with respect to where there's a little there's a little hair thing, a little twirl thing. We used to call a spit yeah. curl on a person, but yeah. apparently uh, uh, an oxen has that. And where it is, uh, taking a look at their nose and to see if it's pink, black, or whatever. Yeah. Um, in addition to the physical formation of the animal, because these animals are required to to really, you know, carry and pull heavy loads. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about their teeth? Did they look at their teeth? I don't remember anything about the, with respect to the teeth uh, specifically. Okay. All right. But uh, probably not a so, bad idea, though, right? No. It, yeah. It, you know, you you want an animal that's got you know isn't healthy. going to get healthy, healthy animal, and that's all part yeah. of it. But I I was amazed at the the things that they load and the kinds of things that they do. Uh, and I think the one thing they talked about the real to get the, uh, a character building. Episode or exercise for an ox would be uh, carrying manure. Yeah. So what you've got to do is, of course, the manure is going to reside in the barn or where yeah. the cows have been, you know, congregating. Mm-hmm. Animals have, and then you've got to take that manure, load it onto the drag, and we're talking a heavy load. And what happens is that. The, the the oxen realize that this load will go a certain distance out into the fields where it can be used as fertilizer. Yeah. And then what happens is as the, they take the fertilizer off of it, the ox realizes that his load is being lightened. 
So the key to the exercise is for the oxen to think in his mind as he's going maybe miles with the full load that yeah. he's going to a destination where his load will be relieved. <laughs> I'm trying to think like an ox. Give me a break. <laughs> Remarkably like some of the thoughts I have in the morning. Uh, okay. <laughs> I can go with that. So but, when we get in, up in the morning and we have to work, the first thing we got to think about is unloading. Load. Unloading, <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, I got a question for you. Uh, now, was it a manure, was just a wagon full of manure and people would unload it, or was it a manure spreader? I. It, it appears that somebody has to be there to take the uh, manure and properly uh, place it upon the land. Uh, so I don't think it's a, it's not a spreader. Um, we had a spreader at the yeah, farm, we did. as you might recall. It had but metal I, wheels, had metal wheels with little spikes in them. Because what happens is, is you pull the spreader. You, well, first of all, you pull this uh, lever, and it engages the wheels to a belt that's on the bed of the spreader. So as you pull the spreader, it slowly moves the belt toward the back, and then it's got twirlers on the back that breaks up the manure. So oh. it's yeah that that would that's, that'd be perfect for oxen. I'll tell you well while, while we're at it, why don't we move away from the manure and onto another oh, product, okay. which the right. ox. I just okay. it's getting to get it's getting a little deep. Too graphic, <laughs> too graphic for you. Is that yeah, it? my hip boots can't handle anymore. Okay, so okay. let's move on to uh, wood. And the fact oh. is that you know in the lumber industry or where you have the forest and you cut down. You have to then take that wood. The ox are quite often the ones who carry that. And you have to understand that Les, he he realizes that we have a a sturdy, reliable form of of animal that can do an incredible job. So he's he's resisted getting more um, mechanized uh, with a with a tractor. And uh, and I think he you know it's it's he becomes a part. Of the team, it's him and his two ox that uh, do a great job. And uh, wow, I would imagine it's in New Hampshire, and I, I would say that the University of New Hampshire, I would like to go there. And yeah. uh, and then the state fair, the New Hampshire State Fair, would be another good place to go and actually oh, see yeah. sort oxen. of the contest with the oxen to see which one, which ones are the yeah. best, this and that, whatever. Yeah. So now I would think I would think on rough terrain when you're hauling logs, you can't get a tractor in there. Why not? Why yeah, not that a, well, you know. In addition to the fact that quite often with the the temperatures, I mean, he there's an there's a story in where less in the and they're all of a sudden they're hit by a blinding snowstorm, and so the not as not only does the snow accumulate, but the fact is that the oxen then are called upon to go from one point to another without hardly hardly being able to see, and less tells a story where he can't see. But the good news is that the oxen, just by their pure nature, the way yeah. that they conduct themselves and and know and all knowing, are able to you know move from one point to another. So I, you know those are the kind of things that you, you your tractor you're not going to be able to do. Um, so well, you know, with it's funny animals. Uh, some animals can find their way when they can't see, and some of right. them have terrible eyesight. They can find their way by smell. But also, there are a lot of animals, especially birds, they can do it by geomagnetism. They can tell where they are on the planet. Yeah. Well, they pretty weird, pretty weird like, and neat. Yeah, you know, it keeps them from hitting buildings some of the time. Some <laughs> of the time. Yeah, we've had a show on that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Bird boy. Building. 
So Cy and Don, I, um, Cy and you know, Don, Les, good I story. Think, I, I, you know, I was trying to look up a biography of Les, but I kind of put some, you know, put the pencil to the paper with trying to figure out exactly how old he is. And I came up with, he's probably in his early nineties. And I guess the good news, the bad news is I couldn't find a biography. And the good news is he's still alive because I, my, my last resort is to go to find a grave. And Les isn't there yet. Wow. <laughs> Talk about grim. I love yeah, I, you know. That was better. <laughs> the newer spreader. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's get off of the yeah the grave. Well, I, I I think the good news here is let's the ox are that's the story. The personality, it's okay. They're there. They're they're solid, beautiful wow. animals. Well, we're gonna yeah. We get to New Hampshire. Maybe we'll look up Bernie and say we're going to see some oxen. You want to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go. Okay, Bernie would go for that. I think he would. Yeah. All right. You ready for the word? Word. Word. Yes, I am ready for the word. The word is anthemic. A-N-T-H-E-M-I-C. Anthemic. Neat word, huh? I like it. it. You know, this is a word quite often we, you know, scratch our head when we take a look at it. But with just a little bit of thought, we can yeah. well figure out this is about music. Anth- yeah, it's about an anthem, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's pronounced anthemic. Uh, and uh, here's the cool thing about it. Anthemic music is music that has qualities that are suitable for an anthem. Okay, that's kind of self-defining. So let's get a little more detail here. Such as a strong tune and a serious feeling. Right. Okay. And for me, I don't know about you, John, that's still a little too broad. Yeah. I you can get... I got an example. Okay, yeah. you give your your examples and yeah, I can. Yeah. yeah, you can dispute them. Okay, oh, I'll just give more different ones. You better ones. No S- sibling rivalry. Okay, the ex- my example is the song was detached. This is a quote, by the way, from "Welcome to My Panic." It's a audible book by Billy Joe Armstrong. That's where I found the word. Uh, that's the first time I've ever heard it used. The song was detached from being internal. It's like you're creating something outside yourself that's more anthemic. So I got to thinking about anthems. And anthems aren't like torch songs or ballads, you know, about your long-lost love or something, unless it's a country or, or in your case, uh, a tall building. Mm. But, yeah. So uh, something anthemic is a, a cause outside of a human individual. Maybe it's about multiple individuals, like the National Anthem, Star Spangled Banner, or, you know, Ferry Cross the Mercy, which is Liverpool soccer team's uh, anthem. So anthems, those are what anthems are. And in this book, he was talking about when they kind of flipped the switch and stopped writing songs about girlfriends who jilted them or, you know, crushes they had or their wives or what have you. They decided, you know, with this album, uh, American Idiot, they, they decided to create music that was more anthemic, that was about a movement or about something that's wrong or something that's right. And so that was, that was the context that this came up in. Yes, go ahead, John. Hit it. Take me out to the ball game. Okay. All right. It's probably the best uh, baseball anthem or the most popular. But as you take a look at that song, it's done during the seventh inning stretch, which 
It's the whole idea of the feeling of a sense of relief as you try to relax just a little bit, maybe uh, do a retrospect on what's happened up to this point. But what I find interesting about it is that quite often other songs are song, sung either in replacement to, to take me out to the ball game or in addition to. So mm-hmm. take a look at a city such as uh, Boston has Sweet Caroline. Uh, so quite often the cultural or certain aspects of the city. So what do you do for Milwaukee? Roll out the barrel. Uh, oh, yeah. Song. yeah. So you got a polka, you got a rock yep. song. And then you go to New York City and the Yankees and you get right back to God Bless America. This song wow. along with. So you've got this wide range of anthems that are sung in the seventh inning in addition to the most popular of them all, Take Me Out to the Ball Game. So that's my kind of read on anthems they from They don't a, sing, they don't do the Frank Sinatra New York, New York song? They sing that at the end of the, of the ball game if they win. Don't oh. ask me. Then they, okay. they sing, what's the song from uh, Orphan Annie? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. They, Some that's come what, out tomorrow. That's, that's, yeah. that's a big song for If You Lose. And there's Ooh. a lot of cities that do that. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that, I like that. I like that song, by the way. Oh, yeah. They're all, yeah. That doesn't, every little girl sings that song, I think, sooner or later. Yeah. Wow. That's a beautiful song. So, oh, wow. There's right. looking at the uh, at anthems Anthemic. from from a baseball perspective. Wow! Hey, are you ready for two takes? Yeah, making sense of the census. I mean, um, we're we're mm. on the opposite ends of this 2020 yeah, census. Uh, state of Illinois, uh, loser. Uh, Texas, big winner. Uh, the only, yeah. the biggest winner. The only, the singular winner. In the whole yeah. exercise. Um, and let's so define what winning means. Winning means, well, why do we take a census? Uh, every 10 years, uh, we go through this process. And it's all primary. There's a lot of reasons. But the main reason is to determine the number of uh, congressmen, rep- House of Representatives, that you will have in your state. Which, of course, uh, you know, will then play into the things such as the Electoral College. It'll, you know, how yep. you're represented, you know, with respect to voting as different legislation is uh, taking place in D.C. Yeah, yeah, the, it'll determine how many rep- representatives you have and, from your state. And it's often used as an apportionment factor as it relates to federal aid. Yes, so it is. there's a lot of, there's billions of dollars that's being sliced and diced based upon a, a factor, and quite often that allocation factor is the uh, is the census. So. What the hell happened in uh, Illinois, John? Can you help us? Well, um, yeah, Illinois uh, was one of several states that lost a uh, lost one representative, and actually they're down to I think it would be eighteen. They had as many as twenty-seven in their heyday, and here they're down to eighteen. And the thing that happened, it, Illinois is also one of three states that lost not only the count. You know, the, the representative, but they also lost in total population, absolute population. They're one of three states, Mississippi, West Virginia, and Illinois. And as we take a look at Illinois, there's a variety of factors that play into their decrease. Um, number one, they are, they have high property taxes, they have high sales taxes, so there's this tax factor that made people want to leave. There's always weather. 
uh, we're known for harsh winters, and some people, particularly as they get closer to retirement age, want to gravitate towards a warmer climate, that being could be Florida, could be California, could be Texas, etc. So that's another reason. But I thought some other more interesting ones to me was that college plays into this to some extent, because Illinois is there. They're also a bankrupt state. They're in miserable financial condition. And when they get that way, they're not funding their state colleges that much. They're making those colleges more expensive to go to. So between programmatic difference uh, reduction, higher cost, kids are going to other schools. And you know what? When it when a, a college kid goes to another another state to go to school, all of a sudden he sees something else, and what's he going to do? He's going to then live there. Right. So, uh, and so those are some of the reasons which uh, okay. which Illinois has done bad. But what do we got going on there in Texas then that makes them such okay. a okay? Okay, all right, all right. Well, first of all, the census: three hundred and thirty-one million people in the United States, and this census was the. Uh, Second time it's decreased uh, in growth rate. So, growth rate, yeah, yeah, in growth rate. So you know we're slowing down a little bit. That's one thing. So that means, what does that mean? That means some of these states are getting more population through migration, as well as other right. factors. And Texas is where other factors come in. Tex- living in Texas is an acquired taste. It's not for everyone. But some businesses have moved here because of the housing and the labor pool, especially tech companies in Austin in particular, and Dallas and Houston. Uh, so what happens is that we have now got 29,145,505 uh, people living in Texas. And we're up from 25.1 million. And most of this is not attributed to migration, but more people of color living here mm. and that's mostly because a lot of women are fixing to domino as we say down here fixing to give birth to more babies so mm. hispanic families not always but sometimes have more babies than your basic texas wasp so yeah the population is growing here and it's growing in a very particular way now was this a legit census Anywhere Ooh. in the United States. This is the question. And you know what? Here's what I came down with, John. I want your opinion on this. I think that virtually the same conditions have been in every state. So it's underreported. I believe you frequently have an underreported census because it can't be perfect. But I think it's equally underreported. For instance, I read a couple articles where people in Texas who keep track of these numbers anticipated we would get three additional congressional seats in mm. districts, not two. So that can kind of give you a little clue there. The people who are on the ground here tracking these things, not just every 10 years, but all the time, felt like it was going to be three, but it was only two. So I believe it was underreported. We probably should have gotten three. And, you know, and you guys maybe shouldn't have lost one. We don't know. But the fact is, it's a pretty equal playing right field. yeah I, I can't get too excited about that because you're right it's it's every yeah. every state probably i would issues. say though that as we take a look at it states that had uh, a population with a hispanic origin might have been and that's texas you know is one of them and but i think we could look at california arizona yeah all of these even illinois has got a pretty large hispanic uh, uh, population 
upstate. But yeah, yeah what? I, but I think when you take the census, the 2020 census is kind of been uh, hit by what I would call a scare because yeah. of the Trump uh, wanting to put questions with respect to the immigration status on the the, the census questionnaire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was not basically that through went through court, et cetera, and that was not allowed. But right. it put enough thought into the uh, uh, this population segment's mind and really shied them away. I, I really think I've, I look through the questions and I think the most mind boggling questions to me are the fact that they have a they have a question with respect to Hispanic origin. It's a very specific question. Are you yes, Hispanic origin? And then just below that, they have the race question. Now, are right. you white? Are you uh, black, African American, et cetera? You got Asian, you got even Native American, all these. But the problem is, a uh, Hispanic looks at it. We realize Hispanic could be is not a race question; it's an origin question. Yeah, it is. So, what as a result of that, we've got Hispanics who take a look at it and say, "Well, wait a minute. I, I guess I'm white, uh, but I'm Hispanic. Well, I'm not black." And all of a sudden, they get through the whole list of them, and they end up hitting other. So, right, right. So the most amazing thing is the large increase in the other population, because yeah. it's it begs the questions just beg a lot of controversy with respect to it's just and a lot of lying puzzlement. Yeah, it's lying and involved in it. So of um, answering the question, sure. But yeah, I, I would like to say that there's. You talked about the population uh, increase percentage. That's the mm-hmm. lowest it's been. You've got to go back to the Depression. The 30s is the last yeah. time that percentage. The other factor, which is kind of interesting, because you know me, Doctor Death here, has got to put the fatality number on it. Oh, and man. what we've got is we've got a uh, a number with respect to death fatalities is the highest since 1940, the 40s, the early 40s. Wow. And as war. we think the about war. it, you know, 2020 is a is a pandemic year. Yeah. And but it, a high point with respect to keeping track of fatalities, which has been done since 1990, 19, 1900, was yeah. in 1918, you know, that segment because of the pandemic. And you take a look at specific yeah. years and estimates where uh, it gives you a, a good factor. I think we had 14 deaths per 10 per a thousand back in 1918 as compared to like eight right now. So it right. gives you a sense of where, even though we understand, obviously, that fatality has a lot of factors involved, but but a clear critical factor this year and in 1918 was that the pandemic. So, uh, you know, me, I've got the interject death into it. So that's my, yeah, you did. That's my what's, spiel. What's up with you? I did. Wow. Well, I just trying to bum me out. What I did is I got that over with. Now you can take the high road. and I just took the low. Mm. The high road looks like this. Let's have two groaners. Hey, groaners, that's a good idea. Okay, our groaners are provided to us by Vincent Anthony Lauder Jr., commonly referred to as the coach or St. Vincent. And the coach, as usual, has delivered. So I've got a couple here, and the first groaner is, why did Putin's new Moscow Moscow, uh, casino fail? Why did Putin's new Moscow casino fail? Well, I don't have any idea. Nobody wanted to play Russian roulette. Hmm. 
Oh, God. That was like staring <laughs> us in the face. But I went uh, deep. You know, I went too deep. I yeah, went, you were, you were I went to too deep on that one. You got to yeah, take I shallow ground. Russia. I didn't think Russia. Well, you know, here's the critical is we take a look. Yeah. Why is the word Moscow in there versus Russia? And yeah, that's the, the key. If you off, take a look the at off. the words, and that's the critical word there that had to be replaced. Well, I appreciate the analysis that did not involve death. Thank you. <laughs> well, now to finish up with death. Uh, why can't snipers tell their wives after... What can't snipers tell their wives after a day of hard work? What can't snipers tell their wives after a day of hard work? The body count? Honey, I missed you. <laughs> oh, 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 that is the best. <laughs> Thought you'd like that one. 